0: Welcome to the Sunday morning podcast from Kingdom Faith Church in Worthing. This message is by Jane Urquhart. Well, it's so good to um, to be with you all this morning. I've been looking forward to, well, in a certain way, <laughs> looking forward to this morning for God to just come and move and just, and for me really just to share my heart and journey that um, I've been on um, for the last few well, the last year, but the last few months in particular, where I felt that Jesus really has been calling me away to be with him, spend time with him in a, in a deeper way, in a way I've never experienced before. And um, I just want to share some of the verses that and, and some of that journey with you. And I think I said maybe the last time I, I shared something with you all about that uh, this, in this time of being, of transitional, being transplanted by the Lord, that our roots are going to go deep in him in this time. Our roots go deep in his love. And, and then we're like trees, we're then able to stand like mighty oaks for the display of his splendor and his glory. And I brought that word really not knowing how deep Jesus was going to go with me. And I believe he's going with all of us and wants to go... Um, and continue to go at this time, because then we can really stand in who we are. And Ephesians three, it talks about um, us being rooted and established in this love. And I just wanna read this to you. um, And I do read it often because it's one of my favorite passages. But if we can get this, it's like this changes our lives. I pray that from his glorious unlimited resources, God will empower you the love of Christ. Though it is too great to understand fully, then you'll be made complete with all the fullness of life and power that comes from God. These are amazing, amazing verses of everything that is going on on in the inside of us because we have Jesus in us. And I've been spending some time in the Passion Translation and that version of, of, this, of these verses is so powerful because it starts with, I pray that he would unveil within you the unlimited riches of his glory. Just imagine the King of Glory lives on the inside of you and he wants to unveil and show you his glory, show you who he is, who this amazing glorious king is that lives on the inside of us. He wants to reveal who he is. But then he wants to release. It says, then by constantly using your faith, the life of Christ will be released deep inside you. Wow. And the resting place of his love will become the very source and root of your life. This is just amazing, amazing, amazing power. And journey of discovery that he wants every single one of us to go on, I believe, in this season. Experiencing the astonishing love of Christ in all its dimensions. How deeply intimate and far-reaching is his love. How enduring and inclusive it is. Endless love beyond measurement that transcends our understanding. This extravagant love pours into you until you are filled to overflowing with the fullness of God. My goodness, there's like there's this unveiling, there's this release, there's the fullness of who he is in us that needs to come out for the world to see. In Ephesians 1 it says that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the glorious Father, may give you a spirit of wisdom and revelation in your knowledge of him. I ask that the eyes of your heart may be enlightened so that you may know the hope of his calling, the riches of his glorious inheritance in you. So the eyes of our heart, and I feel like the eyes of my heart have been enlightened to who who Jesus is and who he is in me and what that means. And the surpassing greatness of his power to us who believe. Wow. So there's an unveiling going on of who Jesus is in his church that we see and then the world can see. So I've I've been on this journey with Jesus, this walk, if you like, and I've been spending a lot over the last few years on and off. The Lord just keeps taking me back to Song of Songs in the Passion Translation. It's basically basically a love story of the king choosing this woman to be his bride. And it starts with her feeling unworthy um, and it ends up with her standing in her bridal authority because she's now so secure in her love and she's so dedicated to him and what's on his heart so it's just eight chapters very short but it's been this journey I've been on with the Lord and I felt the Lord say to me after I've been in and out of this book for, for for a long time he said to me Jane when you're overwhelmed with my love you'll not be overwhelmed by anything else When you are overcome by my love, you will not be overcome by anything else. When you are consumed with my love and with who I am, you will not be consumed by anything else. When I'm intimate with him, I will not be intimidated by anything else. This love journey his love casts out all fear and that's what he's been doing in my life. And it's an incredible journey that I've been on. But when the Lord spoke those things to me, I knew it wasn't just for me. So I've ended up running a, a Song of Song um, group online and we basically just go through a chapter a week. Just it says the first chapter of Song of Songs, the first couple of words is let him let him. And basically that's been my journey of letting him, the king, love me as his bride, to the point of healing and fullness and completeness and just just so that I change and I am closer to him. I I'm more concerned with what's on his heart. And it's just been doing a work. So in this group, we've just been getting together and People can turn their screens off and just meet with Jesus. It's an encounter. We go through the chapter as an encounter and just meet with him. But the Lord is doing stuff in our hearts, um, which is so exciting. And going from this journey of of maybe um, not necessarily really believing how much he loves us, what we mean to him, to then that place of standing up in our bridal authority, secure in who we are and walking with Jesus and having his heart for others and that's a powerful journey, um, a powerful revelation for us to, to be going through um, because basically the fruit of the Spirit, it talks about love, joy, peace, patience, gentleness, kindness, faithfulness, self-control, all that this fruit, if you like, of the Holy Spirit that we talk about that is on the inside of us, he's a person and I've just realised that he is love So when I'm really encountered him in his love, there's more of his love in me. So then I love people like he does. When I see his joy toward me, I have more joy inside of me towards other things. And then there's peace. He is my peace. He is patient. He is good. He is kind. He is gentle. He is faithful. He is everything. And he's self-controlled when it comes to me. And when I realize that, have revelation of that, it changes who I am and it changes who I am to other people. Other people need his love. They don't need to know what I know or some great revelation. They just need to know his love. They just need to know his joy when he looks at them. They need to know his peace in their lives more than anything else. I had a word a couple of weeks ago, very simple The Lord said, it's time to come out of hiding. And his love enables this. His love, when it heals us, enables us, it gives us courage to come out of hiding because we are for the display of his splendor. He is another way of putting it. He's awakening us. He's awakening us to who he is and who we are. And there's an amazing verse in Psalm 57. Um, verse eight in the Amplified and, and, uh, David is, um, exalting God. First of all, he's, he's got all his enemies surrounding him and it's, and it's really bad, but he's exalting Jesus. He's, he's declaring how faithful he is. And then he declares, awake my glory, my inner self. That's amazing. There is this glory on the inside of us, Jesus on the inside of us that, that, that he wants to awaken in us, that our glory wakes up and we declare it. We declare who he is through our lives. And I believe there's this release coming for us and release through us, his church, to our friends and family and neighbours and community. Amazing. This verse says, now the Lord is the spirit and where the spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom and we who with unveiled faces all reflect the glory of the Lord. We reflect who he is, his goodness, his love, his kindness, his gentleness, and being transformed into his image with intensifying glory, which comes from the Lord, who is the spirit. Wow, we have this intense glory inside of us. that The Lord just wants to be released to those around us. One degree of glory to another, he changes us. And how do we earth this? Because, again, this has been very real for me. I had a a dream one night where Jesus was, he walked into a room and the room was full of clutter and junk and toys. And I felt the Lord say, this needs clearing up quickly. And I had this sense that he was just going to walk in, walk in, walk in the room, walk in our hearts, walk in our homes, walk into our lives. At the same time this was going on, when we'd moved into our house, there was a a mark on our carpet. And um, it was one of those things that we hadn't sort of tackled. And um, uh, uh, one day I was, it was actually in my prayer room and um, I was praying, I was praying for the church and I felt the Lord say to me, I want you to tackle that mark. I want you to clear it up now. So I went and got a cloth and I was thinking, well, I usually leave that to Clive. I don't know how this is going to work out. I don't know if it's going to come off. Or I'm going to make it worse. Anyway, I rubbed it with this wet cloth and it came off immediately. It was so easy. It came off immediately. And the Lord said to me, uh, you, you, were, you were no longer to ignore. You were no longer to ignore that mark or walk over it or walk around it. I'm dealing with the dirt that's in, in our lives. I'm dealing with it. I'm cleaning up It's time. And um, and so again, it's like this sense of the Lord um, coming and removing areas in our hearts where where we're stuck, if you like, where we know there's something going on. We 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 can't put our finger on it, or maybe we can. Maybe there's sin. Maybe maybe there's an area of our life that we struggled with for so long, but but now is the time because Jesus wants to come and heal our hearts clean up our wounds, get us unstuck from where we've been. And he's been doing that in my life also. Um, uh, I've been going through uh, a purity group with a bunch of uh, um, ladies in the church and leaders and with a view to maybe rolling this out later on in the year. But there are areas in our hearts and lives where the Lord wants to come and heal, and clean up. W- one of the reasons I got involved with the bereavement journey course and helping to facilitate that, apart from having been through bereavement in my own life, was to help help us when we, when there's hurt, when there's pain, when there's grief, where we where we haven't processed something, so we we are stuck. And these are all um, really real real things in our lives where the Lord wants to come. And he wants to come with his love. He wants us to be vulnerable. He wants us to be honest. He wants us to deal with very real issues. He wants us to deal with pain and fear. And you know, some of these things lead on if we don't um, deal with them. Some of these things, we put controlling behaviors around our life out of fear. We'll, um, we can end up in addiction and, and sin. But these are things that Jesus can heal and deal with and get to the root of. And this is the time where he wants to do that so that we can come out of hiding. Amen. And very recently I had a, a, just this sense of Jesus. I saw him just bending down and washing all of our feet. And in this was such an act of love, because when Jesus knelt down and served the disciples by washing their feet, be, behaving like a servant, he was honouring them. And through this picture of Jesus washing our feet, he was honouring us, each one of us. He loves us deeply and he knows what's in our hearts and lives. He honours us by bending and washing our feet. Now, we know that the blood of Jesus, in one sense, has, has washed us totally clean. And it says that the word washes us as well when we hear it. But there was this sense that, especially through this season that we've just been through the last 14 months, that Jesus was also washing off the dust and dirt from this journey we've been on and to clean us up ready for the next stage of our journey and just remove everything from our lives. That he no longer wants there. And he loves us enough to do this. He honours us enough to to stoop down and do this and heal us from pain and trauma. Thank you, Jesus. Father, I just thank you right now for your healing, washing, cleansing, grace and mercy on our lives. Every area, every mark, every spot, every clutter, every distraction. Lord, you come and you show us and expose the things, Lord, that you want to remove and clean up. And Father, I pray that in this season, we as a church would be a safe place to open up and allow you to come, that we would let you come and take us from one degree of glory to another. Take us from the insecure bride, washed by your love and your blood to who you call us out to be, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Jesus said, the spirit of the Lord is upon me because the Lord has anointed and qualified me to preach the gospel of good tidings to the meek, the poor and the afflicted. He has sent me to bind up and heal the brokenhearted, to proclaim liberty to the physical and spiritual captives and the opening of the prison and of the eyes to those who are bound. To proclaim the acceptable year of the Lord, the, Lord, the year of his favour and the day of vengeance of our God on his enemies and to comfort all who mourn, to grant them joy to those who mourn, to give them an ornament of beauty instead of ashes, the oil of joy instead of mourning, the garment of of expressive praise instead of a heavy, burdened and failing spirit, that they may be called oaks of righteousness, lofty, strong and magnificent, distinguished for uprightness, justice and right standing with God, the planting of the Lord that he may be glorified and they shall rebuild the ancient ruins. They shall raise up the former desolations and renew ruined cities, the devastations of many generations. Father, thank you that you heal the brokenhearted today. Thank you, Lord, that you exchange heaviness and despair and mourning, Lord, for joy and praise. Oh, Jesus, thank you. This is what you do. This is who you are. That we go from one place, Lord, to releasing your glory and displaying who you are through our lives. That it's time to come out of hiding. Lord, we surrender to your love and let you, let you, Show us who you are, this glorious King on the inside of us. Lord, we surrender the weight of sin. We surrender the weight of shame. We surrender the the weight of the world that we carry with us. Maybe it's not our own issues, but maybe we carry others. Maybe we're in a position of leadership or helping or or looking after somebody long term and carrying the weight of their things on our lives. And it's a burden and it weighs us down. And Jesus is saying, give me that weight. Give me that heaviness. Give me the burden and everything you carry and exchange it for the weight of my presence and my glory. And my goodness, thank you, Lord, right now, a lifting off of every weight and burden, everything, every fear, everything that's been labouring us down. We give it to you, Jesus, to the cross, and we thank you, Lord. You want to weigh us with your goodness and your glory and your presence, that that is who you are and that is what we carry. That is who we carry to this world. Awake, awake, the glory and the goodness and the presence of Jesus on the inside of us. Awake. God who said, let brilliant light shine out of darkness is the one who has cascaded his light into us the brilliant dawning light of the glorious knowledge of God. Wow. The brilliant dawning light of the glorious knowledge of God as we gaze into the face of Jesus Christ. Just gaze for a few minutes. Gaze into the face of Jesus Christ. Your King the lover of your soul. I just let him lift every weight of you. And his gaze is towards you, his gaze of love, his eyes of love are on you. He sees himself And he honours you. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Father, I thank you for this time of coming out of hiding, this time of release, this time of unveiling. And I thank you, Lord, that you're raising up, awakening and raising up your church in the earth in these days. We have... We have, we have no idea, Lord, what it's going to look like. Where the enemy came in like a flood, Lord Jesus, you come and you raise up a standard, you raise up your church, the church of Jesus Christ, to come out in her glory in shining in your power and majesty in these days. Lord, you turn it all for good, turn it all for good what the enemy sought for our harm, we declare a rising of the church and living in her full glory. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. There's one last verse I want to read um, to you and it's in 1 Kings 10. A few verses from an amazing story of um, Solomon, and how Solomon was the king who built the temple uh, for the God of Israel and for the people of Israel. And his fame went out through all the the nations and um, Queen Sheba came to just talk to Solomon and find out with herself all this fame that she'd been hearing about. And I I heard someone speak on this the other day and I read it in in the Amplified. And when I read it, I was just blown away. So this is what it says, 1 Kings 10. When the Queen of Sheba heard of the constant connection of the fame of Solomon with the name of the Lord, she came to prove him with hard questions. She came to Jerusalem with a very great train with camels, bearing spices, with much gold and precious stones. When she'd come to Solomon, she con- communed with him about all that was in her mind. Solomon answered all her questions. There was nothing hidden from the king, which he failed to explain to her. When the queen of Sheba had seen all Solomon's wisdom and skill and the house he had built, the food of his table, the seating of his officials, the standing at attention of his servants, their apparel, his cupbearers, his ascent by which he went up to the house of the Lord. She was breathless and overcome. And she said to the king, It was a true report I heard in my own land of your acts and sayings and wisdom. I did not believe it until I came and my eyes had seen. Behold, the half was not told me. You have had wisdom and goodness exceeding the fame I heard. Happy are your men. Happy are these your servants who stand continually before you, hearing your wisdom. Blessed be the Lord, your God, who delighted in you and set you on the throne of his people, because the Lord loves his people forever. He made you king to execute justice and righteousness. And I believe this picture of the king of Israel building the temple, the wisdom he had, the glory that was there, is a picture of the church in these days. God is building his church with wisdom. And insight and knowledge and anointing and wealth and joy and love and everything else that we've been reading about. God is building his church at this time to be, to take the breath away of the world. For them to be overcome by the goodness and power and the reality of the God of Israel, of the God who loves his people. And this, I believe, is where we're going as a church. This is amazing. So exciting. This is where God wants his church to be. Showing who he is, answering the world's questions when they don't know what to do, that we, the church, would have the answer in love. God would place us in places of influence to bring his word, to bring him, that God will be glorified in the earth. And I just speak it over us, this church, today, in Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord. Come and take your place in our hearts and in your church, and you'll be glorified. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Come, Lord Jesus. Come, Lord Jesus. Come, Lord Jesus.